So it is, uh, it is August uh, something or other. It's the 20th, you dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's August 20th. Um, and for those who listened last week, you're like, oh, well, you're supposed to record on Friday. Well, fuck you. Change We're recording points. on Thursday. So it is the 20th of 2015. This is our 16th episode, Joey. How are you feeling after 16 episodes? Tired. <laughs> I don't blame you. Because we all recorded this at once. We just predicted what days we were going to stay. Yeah, we, yeah, exactly. So this is like our 16th episode in a row. We've literally been sitting in a room for about... We have it was 16 hours. We haven't bathed. We've just been talking this entire time. And I want to die. Our mouths look very dry. Yeah. <laughs> I want to die right now. And this is the part where we make up what we've been doing this week. Jerry. Exactly. What have you been doing this week? Um, I honestly haven't been doing a whole lot. Um, and I don't really think I'm going to do a whole lot for the next week either because uh, I have to recover from seeing Fantastic Four. You went and watched it. I my mor- The morbid curiosity and the reptilian part of my brain just said you need to see this because it's they just like everyone hates it. Like there has been no remorse for this movie at all anywhere. I can honestly say I have not seen a positive review. Really, I, I'm pretty sure you were right on the money last week when you we we talked about how they their tagline for what people were saying was fantastic. I'm sure the only reason they have that is because they pulled it out of the title. Yeah, so. exactly. So uh, it, it's bad. Like seriously, okay. Wait. Explain what's bad because okay. you you think like superhero movies and you think to yourself like really how could this be that horrible when they're like giant action scenes yeah and all like, this well stuff. when there's you know supposed to be a formula that kind of goes with these things because like Marvel hasn't really you know shied away from the fact that or well, at least Marvel Studios hasn't shied away from the fact that yeah we have a formula for these movies and that's the reason why it works right you know this is not following that formula at all and it's like just the acting across the board is just bad like like it's just so bad like and from actors who are not that bad either like they're actually they're competent in what that they have like you know a track record of not being shitty yeah exactly but you know they, they, they're, they're just like it's, it feels like it's like from the early 2000s you know how like when we were getting like really shitty superhero movies before like this recent before like Iron Man before Iron like, Man kind of like kind of came like, out but there yeah. was those movies before where Iron Man I think is that defining point where we start getting good superhero movies. Exactly. But before that, there was, like, The Hulk and Daredevil and, you know, Ghost Rider and shit and, like... And and the old Fantastic Four. Yeah, (laughs) the fucking first two Fantastic Four movies. Yeah, it's... Okay, it's just... It feels like that. It feels like they just, like, took, like, what they, they... It's like they had one good idea. Like, one interesting idea they could have used. How can we make one idea into a two-hour movie? Yeah. No, it's not even two hours. It's, like, an hour and maybe 30 minutes. Maybe. Like, but it felt like it went on for, like, two and a half hours. It was so slow. So, like, the like, pacing was really The pacing really was bad. horrible. Okay, so, like, when you go to a superhero movie, you expect to see, like, expect powers to be used and about within, like... At the end of the first act, right? Like 30, 40 minutes into the movie, yeah. you expect to see something. Yeah. I mean, like, most recently, like, Ant-Man, you know, the, the, he gets the suit, and we see the suit in action within the first, you know, like, 45 minutes of the movie, right? Which you know? I think that's that's definitely enough time to, like, set up a story, 
um, kind of get a feel for who these characters are, like what their struggles are. You do that in like the 30 minutes. You have like the 10 minutes after that where they like discover their power or mm-hmm. get their power and like start using it. Yeah. And that makes you know, sense. Quick little Rocky montage of them like, you know, mastering their powers or whatever. No, they don't get their powers until like last half of the second um, second act of the movie and so about halfway like, through the movie. about halfway through the movie do they finally get their powers but we don't actually see them use their powers in any real capacity until the last 30 minutes of the movie so this is a trailer for what could be a possibly better movie no it's like this is a movie that makes green lantern look you know like <laughs> an actual competent movie like like the whole like scene with like the fucking hot wheels track and the giant drag racer you know fucking rolling down it like that this is a piece of you know art compared to what happened in right. Fantastic Four. It was just the worst pile of dog shit that I have ever had the misfortune of seeing. And granted, I knew what I was getting myself into, so my bar was really, really low. So but they didn't even in expecting shit. But you were like, "Wow, this is worse shit than I was like." This it was far worse than I had ever imagined it could possibly be, and like it just kind of reaffirmed everything in my mind that Fox needs to stop. And like as good as Deadpool looks, I am also now really worried. I feel like that they fucked Deadpool over. I feel like because Deadpool is rated R and. This is like one of those properties where they need to make money because at this point they've lost money on Fantastic Four. A lot of money. And even like they're going to make another movie, but at the same time it's like they're not going to want to put that much more money into this property that just essentially hemorrhaging money. So they've got to be really confident about Deadpool to kind of make up for that. Like uh, I would hope so. That difference, right? Like I don't think they're going to be making a Fantastic Four movie for a while. I, okay, so they had announced that Fantastic Four 2 was supposed to come out in 2017 or 2018. Because they, had, like a while back ago, they had released a list of like all of the uh, Marvel movies that they plan on coming out. Uh, you had like Guardians 2, like The Inhumans, which is supposed to come out in, like 2019, Doctor Strange. They had like the year set up for all of them. Yeah. And Fantastic Four 2 was set for, like I said, I believe 2017 or 2018. Do you think that gets... Uh, that's that's done. I mean, like, I don't think... Like, I really don't think that they're getting the rights back completely, and I don't think that they're going to really want anything to do with it after, you know, four movies in a row have just not worked. I just don't understand why not just go for, like, the deal they did with Spider-Man. They essentially hand the rights back over to Marvel to an extent... And just kind of collect profits from it. Like, that would make more sense, don't you think? I mean, like, Fantastic Four, I feel like, has potential to be a great story because, you know, they're so important in, like, the Marvel Universe. Yeah, right? they, they, they are, but it's... Uh... At this point, do you think it's like too? They've done too it's, much it's shit to too, themselves. It's, it's too much. Okay, so when you, okay when you compare it to uh, think about X Men. So X Men, like the first couple ones, um, I, they did okay, but they're not like remembered as fondly. But then um, this new series, of this movies. new series, kind of like brought life back yeah. to it, and people actually enjoy them. And they're yeah. not bad movies. Yeah. But I guess do you yeah. think do you think that <laughs> sure, like this could ever happen with Fantastic no. Four? No, not not after how bad this was. Like the only way to really describe it is if you you need to see it to see how bad it was. And 
it's just it's 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 on a whole other level of being bad like god damn like like i have like so many things like turning around in my head that i can't even you know properly you know articulate what i want to say what's bad about like it. what kind of hate you want to get yeah because like, i mean like there's so there's, there's so many problems throughout this entire movie it's fucking insane it's like mo- the motivation for these characters is not there so instead of going into space like they're supposed to they go to an alternate dimension right and there's no real reason why they want to see this alternate dimension they just went for like, like, no they, they're going oh yeah there's this alternate dimension that's just without you know just beyond our realm of comprehension or whatever and then it's like, why well, we want to go see it uh, to see what the Earth just, was like just before we came? Is because it's supposed to be like primordial Earth or some bullshit like that. But it's just, it's like, I guess you know, that's that's cool, maybe. But then like, um, so they build like this uh, interdimensional transporter, and then like they they test it on like a, a monkey. So they they put they shove a monkey into this um into this transporter and shoot it off into the other dimension. And you would think the whole purpose of this is to you know like have the monkey you know get out and explore about, see if there's any adverse physical effects to him. Right. No, he just stays in the pod, and then they bring him back, and they go, like, "Yep, yeah, he looks okay. Okay, everybody, hop in. We're going over, and we're gonna run around. We're gonna run." There's other dimension and shit. Like, it, like it makes no sense. Like the the, the decision making and like, a, okay. As I said, the acting across the board is just bad. Like it's laughably bad to the point of which where the moments that they're trying to make tragic and horrific and dark, you I, I couldn't help but start laughing out loud. Like it was, it, I I can't I can't. Yeah, I, it, it seems kind of bad. Like it. And it's weird because you're saying interdimensional portal, and for whatever reason, I'm thinking like uh, Big Hero Six, like they had that one thing where they're working on the teleportation they, thing, right? But at least there was like motivation as to why they were trying to do that. Yeah, and like, like the, they explained the whole thing and. Uh, spoilers like someone gets lost in it and that's why someone's they're like working on trying to get that back right yeah. so at least there's some kind of reason like they they didn't it seems like they don't give any motivation to do they, it there's no it just seems like people are being like uh let's just do this thing yeah okay so like and let's see so i i don't know why we're doing it let's just so do there's it. so there's this like like a linchpin part of the uh of the plot where Essentially, like Reed Richards, Sue spoilers. Yeah, spoilers, but right, you know, so spoilers. Not that it's worth going to watch this movie, and apparently it's so crap it's not worth it. But we do. We should feel the need to say. Spoilers I guess. Yeah. Fine. Why not? But anywho. All right. So anywho, um, essentially, what happens is that you know they, you know, the Fantastic Four before they get their powers, they build this interdimensional portal, and then uh, you know uh, Victor Von Doom and Johnny. Uh, Johnny Storm, uh, Ben Grimm, and Reed Richards all get in because they all want to go to this other you know dimension. But like, uh, but the person who's like in charge, like the money man behind this, who's apparently like the only guy who has a logical thought in his head, you know, is going, like, "No, you're not going to go. We're going to send trained professionals, you know, like astronauts who are used to doing this kind of crap into the, like, into the alternate dimension." But they didn't. Was like, but the say, like, but our titular characters didn't want that to happen but they were like nah dog we know what we do we know what we don't we built it we should be able to go and so the like, imagine if that's the like thinking that like nasa scientists have these dude, like no these, like, uh, small like nerdy guys being like 
All right, we built the rocket, so we should be able to go to space, right? Right, right. That's how the world works, obviously. <laughs> and like, and, and on top of that, there's just like no rules at all. And like, okay, so back to interdimensional portal. So they, so then like they get, so they sneak in when nobody's there because apparently they're just going to leave the, you know the world's first interdimensional portal completely unguarded with like maybe like a handful of people in the control room who you know can't notice when the fucking interdimensional portal is being used their cameras were it's like their cameras don't really work it's like that episode that scene in Jurassic World where the guards like looking into the giant like dinosaur cage he's like it's fine like it was there a second ago it was there a second ago. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Taking a nap, I'm tired. <laughs> it's like so, it's like so. Then they, they they sneak in and they go in and like they, so they and then they go through the interdimensional portal and then they start exploring and then they come back and you know like some stuff goes wrong with their pod and then they get their powers like Victor Von Doom gets lost in the primordial ooze of the planet and then like Johnny Storm and Reed Richards and, and Ben Grimm all fucking they have to leave because like some crazy storm or something like that starts happening it's just it's so stupid just and then like like they don't use their powers until like as, as I told you near the end of the movie, yeah, movie and even right. then like the whole climactic fight is just the most boring thing you could ever hope to imagine and see like cause that's where superhero movies really come to play like Sure, like with the Marvel movies, they have good story writing and stuff, but they've also got these like giant, great yeah. action scenes that are like action packed, and you see the fucking Hulk like smashing Loki around, like throwing bitches, yep. and like you see like hammers flying and shit. Like, there's plenty of cool powers in like Fantastic Four. I don't see why that's not possible. You have a giant dude that's made out of rocks. Yeah, he can essentially play your Hulk type, right? Mm-hmm. Pick people up, smash them around, throw them and stuff. You have a dude that's literally on fire and can shoot fire. Yeah. Right. So, like, you can, like, burn bitches up or, like, even, like, do something stupid like burn a giant red barrel and have that red barrel explode, like, in yeah. a video game and have some people, like, just go flying and, like, waving their arms around yes. there in the air. You have a dude who can, like, stretch super far and bitch slap whoever he wants. Yeah. You know, punch someone in the nuts if he really wanted to. Like, and then you have a lady who's invisible who could do some complete ninja shit and, like, be on top of, like, a just some fucking train cart like those big metal yeah like train well, carts and like jump down and like James Bond style like snap someone's head with her like thighs and just go and like you know, murder them like there's so much cool stuff you can there, do there's that. a lot of cool stuff but they don't do <laughs> any of it and like it's just so ridiculous because okay so the first time you see like the thing actually I'm pretty sure I just wrote a better Fantastic yeah, you probably Four pretty much did you pretty much did just might make a better Fantastic Four pitch than you know Josh Strang could ever hope to imagine <laughs> Like, uh, like the movie is just so uneventful and boring and just so lame that it, like, in all honesty, it seems like the editors got a hold of like all the footage and went like, we can't use any of this. Is like, and they were like, was like, we need to cut something together that somehow resembles a movie, and that's what they tried to do. I kind of feel I, I heard that there was like a like fight scene with like the thing that got cut. Yes, well. I, I heard that too. I didn't really read into it that much because it didn't really matter because I'm pretty sure it would have been bad either way. I don't think that one scene would have made a big enough difference to, you know, like, be a big deal, but, like, 
like a lot of this like lies around like just the logic of the movie and just the motivation behind the characters and just how easily swayed and fucking stupid they are like yeah. like there's a scene like we're at right after they get their powers are transported to a to like a military facility and they're just like and they're kind of keeping him under watch to see what's wrong with him and then like Reed Richards escapes because like he's afraid or whatever he, he wants to leave for some fucking yeah. reason and so uh, so like the, the money man behind the whole thing comes in and he just said and he says to Ben Grimm who's now the thing just goes like yeah Reed Richards left he's not coming back and apparently Ben Grimm is such a good friend with Reed Richards that he just immediately immediately believes that Reed Richards is never coming back ever just and like just a immediately a weird puppy yeah he just he immediately abandons his friend as quickly as he thinks his friend abandoned him it's fucking insane well and, fuck you I want to leave too yeah. if you left and like and you know what and you know what the weird is you know the like another like weird logical leap is that there was um like so after they you know the whole incident happens and they come back from the other dimension and you know Victor Von Doom's stranded in in, you know the alternate dimension a year past, like after that ends and the whole like catastrophe ends or whatever like a year passes they go they just like fade to black and they just put one year later on the screen and then all of a sudden like they they're like have full control of their powers now so and they, they didn't even montage they just they, lazy no, like, they just went like bam done black screen they're like We'll let you fill in the blanks yeah. of how they like and, focused and got that. And you power. know what? They didn't even do that either because they just said, "Oh yeah, we made suits for them that control their powers." That's fucking stupid. So, so instead of so they push the getting power thing to later instead of making it earlier and showing like them like failing to use their powers yeah. and, like a funny like kind of like oh like these characters are like working on getting their powers but they're like still clumsy with them but they're all good friends and like supporting each other and yeah like johnny storm like accidentally like lights reed richards on fire and like you know they like something like, along those lines banter or something yeah something stupid so, that like while like i'm talking about i'm like oh my god that sounds fucking horrible but it sounds like it sounds it would work though it right? sounds a like, lot better than what actually happened instead of and, black screen you fill in the yeah blanks. and like the whole like thing reed richards leaving like es- like escaping the military facility it makes no sense why he would even do that because it, it plays no part of the story like at all because like he just like like he ends up getting like found and he ends up being brought back and that's it like there's no real reason for him to be to, like to leave in the first place it's just like there's just a lot of really bad decisions in this movie i just it really like, sounds like like if, if you can like get it like on red like as soon as it comes out on Redbox and you want to have like a horrible movie day, just like you know watch Food Fight and then watch this. Food Fight is gonna seem a whole hell of a lot more entertaining. Might actually go and finish Food Fight. Might actually go and finish Food Fight other than the fifteen minutes that we just that we saw. It's just oh my god. It's okay. And Doom. If you ever, if you get a chance, look up a picture of Doom in this movie. He looks like it looks like they just gave him an old mummy costume and a C3PO mask and spray painted it silver. <laughs> That's literally what it fucking looks like. It looks horrible. Like just what the fuck? Like even like there's way to bring characters into like a new modern age and make them look nice and not like 
make them seem stupid. I mean, like, like yeah. I mean, you look at Thor's costume. I didn't think Thor's costume could really be pulled off in a movie, but they pulled it off yeah, in a movie. It, it looked realistic and something, like, tangible. Yeah. And it's something weird that, like, looking at comic book photos of him, you're like, that seems like it would be really hard to make. But they, like, pulled it off in a modern way that made it look true to, like, you know, comic books. And exactly. Stuff. Like... It, I, I've seen like the pictures of Doom, and it's just like that doesn't look that doesn't look menacing. Like, like it's weird because you you could make some kind of like iron fucking like okay. steel mask. You, you know what? Okay, so okay. Here, here's the thing: you don't need to change anything about Doctor Doom's appearance from the comic book into a movie. You can do a literal one-for-one copy of Doctor Doom from the comic book into the movie and he would look fine. He would look really cool either way because Doctor Doom just looks really fucking cool. He's a badass looking character, like, realistically. And, like, one of the best fucking names ever for, like, a villain. Doctor Doom. You immediately know he's a villain and you immediately know he's evil. And, and, like, and like, with a name like Doctor Doom, you're you like... You know what he's about! He's, he's badass. Like, like that, and that costume, like, oh, I say costume, but, like, his, his look really shows that off. Like, he's got, like... A fucking metal face, like that's fucking cool yeah, as shit. It's just and it, but like they just they just like once again in like mummy costume, C three PO mask, spray painted as silver, and they called it a day, and that was it. It's just it's just horrible, and like and like the whole like also logical gap too. The fact that you know. Doctor Doom was on like in this other dimension for a year without food, without water, probably without oxygen too. But for some reason, he absorbed like the planet's life force and lived. Like, yeah, what kind of what kind of fucking stupid shit is that? That's a lot for the for the audience to just like assume. Let me, let me show you something. I, I like looked up Doctor Doom and brought up some like Doctor Doom cosplay. That even that shit looks fucking. That cool. looks like, dope. It looks badass. Like he's got like metal plates on his arm and it makes his arms look like buff and shit and he's got this like face that's like half covered but it's still got that metal mask it has like, going that on nice silhouette thing kind of going for it like that cosplay is a million times better like it looks fucking threatening it looks it looks menacing as shit like he looks like the like you know the owner and leader of Latveria it's and like, is about it's, to be crushed it's, the Fantastic it should be Four. like said like something should be said about when you see cosplay that is so much better than the actual than the actual movie. Yeah. Like oh, like I, for a while ago, before like Wonder Woman was actually confirmed to be in production of anything, like they showed like the working production model of like her costume, and then they sh- and then um, someone like did like a porn parody of Wonder Woman, and the porn parody costume of Wonder Woman looked a million times better than the film production costume of Wonder Woman, and like in my mind, I'm kind of thinking like maybe they should just get cosplayers and you know people from the wardrobe of the porn industry to just start doing this for Fox because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. I mean, they they really should because you see some stuff like uh, um, like with the X-Men Apocalypse trailer. Mm-hmm. You had the fucking... Ivan Ooze. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it, you had... There's cosplay out there that's so much better than um, what they showed in that movie. And, of course, the cosplay is based off, like, comic book stuff. Mm-hmm. But taking that kind of concept, like making an actual literal version of the comic book version, yeah, and then kind of tweaking it a little bit as a way to go, not like trying to start something from scratch. It mm-hmm. seems like, 
Maybe maybe that's just me though. But it, no, it's not just you. It's everybody, especially after seeing this fucking movie. It's like like it was just okay. Also to, to show how bad it was, people were talking in the middle of the movie. I found their conversation more engrossing than the movie. <laughs> and I hope it was talking shit about the movie. I'm like, I don't know. Even it was just it was in Spanish, so I had no idea what they were saying. But it was still more <laughs> engrossing than the fucking movie. Like, like that's that's just how bad it was. It was just like, oh god, just like, and it's just a million small decisions that they made, just like made no fucking sense, and a lot of cliches that they use, and the and, and like they like so the whole opening sequence, I already knew it was gonna be bad. Like, like it was gonna be worse than I expected because so they have like kid. Ben Grimm and Kid Reed Richards and Kid Reed Richards just like like he just like says his lines in the most so slow I feel like it's weird the most I feel like you can way possible I feel like you should not show kids or like kid versions of characters definitely not in the beginning like there's plenty of ways to show a relationship between two adults that shows that they've like been friends for a while yeah they like bust balls with each other yeah. and they're like kind of like shoving each other and that it, it seems a little like you know over the top but that's a decent way to show that these people are very close yeah or they talk about some kind of emotional thing okay. that they had while they were kids so, right okay so he, so he, he, here's another thing you want to know how uh, you know the the storm Family kind of found Reed Richards and Ben Grimm. They were just—I have no idea. Do you want? Do do you really want to know how they found them? I'm curious. They went to a science fair (laughs) because Reed Richards and Ben Grimm made their little teleportation thing, and they brought it to a science fair. And and here's where another cliche comes in. So it's like you know, like Reed Richards supposed to be like this genius, like you know, uh, fucking Illuminati level intelligence and shit. He's it's like, but the science teachers of his school, which I think he's still in high school, maybe I don't really know. They don't really elaborate on that either. But like, he's like in a gymnasium with his little small teleporter thing, and so the teleporter, you know, like they, they this these tiny blue beams of light come out and they form a little bubble around like their little model plane, and they it just zaps into non-existence and like shatters the glass backboard of the, of the basketball hoop in the gym and at which point is it, and then it comes and then the little plane comes back and then the, and then the science teacher seeing this goes like I don't see any real science here you just you're see, stupid you just see the principal in the back Richards <laughs> like it's just so stupid like 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 the most stereotypical way you can show someone is smart, they did for Doctor Doom. Like, it, like it was like some bad '90s movie. Like he was surrounded by computer monitors, playing video games, and listening to classical music all at the same time. Like it, I, it's so dated. If you're gonna it's show ridiculous, if you're gonna show like, um, if you're gonna show the kid versions of these characters, and if they're so supposed to be super intelligent, and you know they're super intelligent when they're kids. Um, go first, like okay. So to show, just like short it to like ten minutes. You need ten minutes. Out. Watch, watch me just fix this whole thing. <laughs> so to show the relationship between um, the two characters, right? How they've been friends for forever or whatever. Um, you want to show them as kids? That's fine. Go to show them both off. Um, one of them is Reed Richards, super smart mm-hmm. guy, right? So you show him like going through these different grades. But you keep showing him as a kid to kind of show that he's, like, advancing and, like, mm-hmm. being moved up because he's way too fucking smart. 
And that seems like an easy way to show someone smart and not like having to show some fucking teleporter or having him like having showing this and then yeah. cutting away to his like bedroom where he's like working on this stuff and like, you know, making it work in his room. Because yeah. he's still he's still in like he's in the appropriate grade for that kid Richards to be in. And if he's super smart, how did no one recognize how smart this kid was? Like he built a teleporter and gets unvalidated by a teacher like by doing that, it, it seems kind of counterproductive. Like, you could just show him and have the audience come to their yeah. own conclusion of no, him being but, smart. Like, but that whole science fair thing happens when he's, like, you know, when he's about to go to the Baxter building and everything and, just, and like, become part of Fantastic Four or whatever. Like, what, like, but, like, the whole, like, Kid Richards thing, like, he already built one of them before as a kid right. in his garage and at which point you have to go like how come no one has recognized that this kid is super fucking smart beforehand like you like you would think so somehow they're just in, in the living room they're like where's Richard they're like oh, he's in the fucking garage like jacking off or something I don't fucking like, know that is literally what they were fucking doing like, the mom was in the kitchen the stepdad was like sitting down watching a Jets game and he was just <laughs> fucking around in the goddamn fucking garage and no one like like if they're this smart how do you not recognize how smart that kid is? Because, like, sooner or later, the way he talks about science and shit, because I'm pretty sure even an elementary school science teacher had to go through college and fucking find out about theoretical physics at one point in his life like, and recognizes some of it. If you make something disappear, you got to be like, what the fuck? Like, that, whoever did that is fucking genius. <laughs> like, if anyone did that, it like... It's like, so do we call it, it like, it, Mensa? It doesn't, or? it doesn't take a fucking high school teacher. It doesn't take some fucking Great university professor to realize, like, oh, shit, this kid just made something disappear and then reappear. What the fuck? Like, it doesn't take a fucking smart person no. to realize that he's a smart guy. Yeah. Ask the fucking closest bully to him. He'll fucking tell you how Reed Richards is fucking it's like it's just it, it's just it's it's just mind-boggling like the the amount of like horrible t- decisions they made in this movie. It's just it's just like like it, it's worse than bad. Like, like okay. So like, like so you know how when like we like okay. So you remember the first time you saw the room, right? Right. right. Like Tommy Wiseau's infamous the room, and like it was so bad that it became good. Right. And like, and, and it, it's, trans- it's like it transcended bad. bad. Transcended good. Yeah. Like it eventually became like cult classic. Yeah. People like have screenings of this and like throw forks and shit at the screen and yeah. everything. This movie is just flat out bad. Like it's as bad as the room, in my opinion. And production wise, director, um, direction wise, script wise, and everything. Like all these follies, like going for it, but like it's just it doesn't transcend into good. And I can promise you that the room did not take a. 120 million dollars to no. make. It's like it took two million dollars to make, <laughs> which he's more than made back by now. <laughs> but so there you go, Fox. Get the- Tommy Wiseau to make the fucking sequel to Fantastic Four. I will fucking see that movie in a heartbeat. And he'll do it on the cheap. He's got enough of a cult following. That he'll guy, right. he can make that movie for like. 
$500,000 and you know it, <laughs> it would be fucking fantastic. That's a Fantastic Four movie I want to see. That's fantastic as fuck. That's fantastic as fuck. <laughs> it's just like, oh my, it's just, oh my god. Like, my, like, like, I, I, I wish I could say, like, I didn't enjoy myself, but I actually really enjoyed myself because I couldn't stop laughing. I mean, the way I see it, you got your money back just because we've been talking about for 30 minutes already. It's like, <laughs> like, 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 literally, like, there was, like, there's a guy, there has to have been a point where, like, someone just, like, had to pull Trank to the side and go, like, what the hey, fuck are you dude, doing? Dude, this is bad. He's like, no, you guys don't, don't worry. You guys just don't my, understand my, my original cut will be the shit. Yeah, no, like it, it's just like that. Just kind of also solidifies the fact that I don't really think he's going to be working in Hollywood for very long. And I kind of feel bad for some of the actors in it because, uh, like, the girl who plays uh, Sue Storm, um, she has been in a couple of shitty movies the last last couple times like she was in the last movie I remember her being in was Transcendence with Johnny Depp and that movie was garbage um yeah so I I don't really think that she, some of those actors are gonna be around for much longer yeah it's one of those things where now these people who have been in like a shitty movie or two they're really gonna have to like work their way back up you're not yeah. going to get a fucking big movie after something like this. Yeah. Even if it's not necessarily their fault. Like, that's still, like, a like a bad place to be in. Yeah. It's, like, it's just bad. I kind of want to move on from it right now right. because of how bad it was. Well, I'll talk about what I did this week. Um, I didn't really do much. I finished uh, Grand Theft Auto V, this, like, main story mode. And... I mean, I'd already played it before, but it, it was nice to play it in, like, first person. And Okay, which ending did you go with? I went a, B with, or C? I went with uh, C. With everyone, everyone goes with C. It makes sense, like, because that's the only way you can end up with all three characters yeah. at the end. Because, like, well, because, like, I like Michael. I relate. I can relate to Michael a lot. He's a big movie guy, you know, so it makes he's sense. He's a big movie guy, but also the fact that, you know, like, you can't help but kind of feel bad for the dude who's just trying to get his life back on track in some capacity. And his family's, like, they're all, like, shitheads. Yeah. Their like, family's, like, all fucking losers. Kid. He gets teabagged by his kid at some point yeah. in the game. So. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> like, his kid was actually trying to help him, too. <laughs> and just, like, um, and, and, like, Trevor, Trevor's just, like, one of the best fucking written characters. He's he's Ever. Grand Theft Auto in person, it, like, incarnate, in, in per, personified. That, yeah. That's what I was looking for. Um, he's just like how everybody would play Grand Theft Auto, like the old Grand Theft Auto. It's just like going around punching people, and like he like has sex with a dude, or like with a lady, and then like threatens to fuck the guy, and then kills him, and then like he's just this like fucking nuts guy. He he like runs like a meth. A fucking a, circle, like, like, and he runs guns, and like he's he's just he's a whole other level of insanity that you have never seen. And before. at the same time, he like falls in love with this like old housewife that's like married to like <laughs> yeah, this fifty year old Mexican housewife, yeah, and he just like to a drug lord. He, like he's like so crazy and like has no qualms with like killing anybody, and then all of a sudden you see him like crying and like being sad that he has to like take her back and stuff, you know, and like the music. So, that plays on the drive there is right, just, it's perfect. It's perfect. So yeah, it's just so so those two characters you like just don't want to get rid of them. Um, 
And the first time I played through it, I hadn't looked at anything online that, you know, yeah. like, would give anything away. And I was like, well, C, like, if I pick C and, like, Franklin dies, I feel like I like uh, Michael and Trevor yeah. more than I would like Franklin. Yeah. Not I, that I don't like him. He's, like, a great character. I think all, he's a really good character. But... If I had to pick, like, one of the three to go, I think I would be, like, yeah. the most okay with Franklin going. So that's originally why I'd pick C. And I remember being really happy with how it turned out where, yeah. you know, I'm not going to spoil it. But, you know, it, essentially nobody dies. Yeah. So. Like, like the, whole, the, whole, the whole ending sequence is just really cool. Like, both ending sequences are really, really fun to play through. Like, yeah. when I played it through the second time, I still had just as much fun going through the storyline. Because I find myself really drawn to the story of GTA just because of how wide and expansive it is. It feels like a Scorsese movie if he teamed up with Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. In, in a way, you know, kind of like if you like, they just kind of like that level of and it's just so like big open world where everything is like crazy detailed. Yeah, um, and the story parts are really, really well written, and they're like some of the parts are like very, very over the top. There's a part where uh, you as Trevor take a plane, fly into another cargo plane, take yeah. over the plane, get shot down. And, like, this giant plane lands in, like, the lake. And then you skydive out. Exactly. And, like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I like, there's just so many over-the-top sequences that it's just, it's crazy. It's Grand just Pit so Fun much fun. Five, go pick, like, it, it's been out long enough. Like You can probably pick I, it up on the cheap. I hope even you, used. Yeah, I hope you've played it by now. But if you haven't, um, if you're, like, have any kind of, like, fandom for the series or I'm sure you've already played it but even if you've felt a little uneasy about playing it but you've been interested in a Grand Theft Auto game this would definitely be the one to pick yeah. up on I how much say. have you um, how much have you played in uh, first person I played mo- like half of it probably like because when I start when I picked it back up again like a couple weeks ago I completely forgot about the first person mm-hmm. thing and then I switched into first person and I did that whole last heist where you're stealing the gold in first yeah. person um, I did like pretty much out once I figured, remembered that you could do it in first person I pretty much played out the rest of it in first person um, some of the controls can be like really weird it doesn't like it, it, it still controls like GTA right right and for like but like it does, it does it's not like you know like call of duty or battlefield or anything yeah it, you're not gonna it's, like it's not gonna be as fluid fluid as like a call of duty or anything but it wasn't built as a first person shooter so i can forgive it for that yeah and there's so much story and depth to everything that i really don't care uh r- right now what i was doing i was taking all of that money i got from that last heist and buying and making all of my guns pink yeah <laughs> like that hot pink just like nothing beats like having a chain gun and just shooting it like little mini gun. <laughs> that's like a hot pink. <laughs> Something about that is very satisfying. I, I imagine it's very satisfying. Uh, the only other thing I think I've been playing this week, I downloaded a PlayStation emulator on my computer, mm-hmm. and I have started playing Mega Man Legends Two again. You just, so, just got to get your fix. <laughs> I gotta get it. Especially because Red Ash was so terrible that I feel like I need to do something to. Was kind Red of... Ash really that bad? Well, like I, the way everything was handled was was horrible, you know. Wait, is it even out yet? No, 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 no. It, they, I, the way it, they just finished the Kickstarter like a couple weeks ago, and because they didn't reach their goal, oh, okay. like you know, none of it's uh, 
the money that people pledge is getting taken. So none of that's getting added to the final copy of the game or anything. But um, with the, the way that whole thing went down, I was like, I need to remember this in a better light. Like, I kind of need to get, like, a better feeling for Mega Man. Mm-hmm. So I'm playing through it again. And I'm enjoying it as much as I did the first time, for sure. So, okay. Um, Let's uh, let's talk about the little bit of news we have. I feel like we didn't have a... there is it's not it's not been very busy this week, which is kind of. I feel strange. like now that we have um, games coming out, like uh, I feel like every year the best way to like mark that moment when fall comes and all these games are coming is when Madden comes out, mm-hmm. and Madden comes out next week. Yeah. So yeah, it's about to be that point to where we're. More so going to start seeing the big games and maybe news about that as opposed to anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, I kind of had to scrape the bottom of the barrel to get the news that we got. Um, probably the biggest news that came out of last week, um, uh, at D23, they announced that Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to have a big Hero 6 world. Yeah. Um, that's fucking cool because I really like Big Hero 6. Big Hero 6 was actually... <laughs> I was very surprised how good it was. So the events in Kingdom Hearts 3 are supposed to take place after the ev- events of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you team up with Baymax, the new one that uh, they show at the end of the movie. Yeah. And the enemy is an evil Baymax, which is the Baymax that got left in that interdimensional portal. But he still only has that red chip in him, right? Right. Aha! That's fucking cool. That's, that's good. It's neat. It's, like, kind of dark because he's become evil because he's just been stewing in this interdimensional... But, like, like I think it's... I think, like, he's evil just... But he's not, like, Baymax anymore. Right, no, yeah, he's, he's not, not Baymax, Baymax because anymore. Because the chip that had Baymax was taken out and, like, you know, like, handed to... Uh, What's-his-face? Hero at the end of the movie. Um... So yeah, there, there's a good Baymax, which is the same Baymax that was in the movie, but the Baymax that got left behind, which is no longer Baymax, is now evil and has like this giant black like armored suit, mm-hmm. and he's pretty much out for revenge. It seems cool as fuck. Like that's that's a pretty good concept. And I was like talking to Anne about it, and she was saying that it makes sense that they've waited so long to come out with a Kingdom Hearts three because they've needed more. Like material to make new worlds, yeah, and I guess that kind of makes sense now that we're seeing like a big Hero Six world. Um, I'm still holding out for a Star Wars world or some kind of Marvel world. Um, not that like I've played any of the games before, but nah. you add a Star Wars world into anything, or you add a Marvel world into anything, and I'll, I'll pretty much be there. Playing, so, so pretty much you're getting Disney Infinity now because of the Star. Oh, because of te- the oh. Like, I, I, <laughs> I wish I had children so I had like an excuse to go out and buy hundreds of Disney Infinity figures. <laughs> like I wish I had kids for that reason. I don't want kids right now, but that would be a good enough reason for me. Um, other news, uh, Rainbow Six Siege was supposed to come out uh, next month, I believe, but they have pushed it back to December. Um, they kind of came out and said... Um, yeah, there's there's still plenty of there's bugs in the game mode that we need to fix, so we're gonna wait to release it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can always respect a developer when they do that. So, you know that sucks. It seemed like it seems like a cool game, but if, if it's for the better, if so, they ship it and someone's not like bugging out and hacking through walls and like that's fine with yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a uh, the Gears of War remastered trailer. I don't know if you saw that. 
Um, but it's essentially it. like a remake of that first trailer, the Mad World trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's pretty much like a comparison of that. So they kind of like redid it. And yeah. it looks really beautiful. I saw some comparison shots of Gears of War 1 with the remastered version. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like your typical remaster where they like up res and kind of like polish out. You know things here and there. It looks completely like remade in certain parts and yeah. everything, so it looks really nice. Um, I'm actually kind of excited for it. It seems pretty dope. So I am probably going to get that. I wasn't planning on it, but I mean, for forty bucks, uh, you might you might as well. Yeah, yeah, it's not that bad. You know, I'll get the you're, other. You're working. I'll get the other four Gears games as well, mm-hmm. which you know I'm totally fine with. Yeah, I mean, like Gears has been like a big part of like gaming for the both of us. It's definitely, and we've it's definitely sunk in hours yeah. on that fucking thing. Like multiplayer wise, horde wise. Um, and if you get on the, if you get Gears of War remastered, you know, pop it into your console before December. You get the four games, right? The four Gears games. Mm-hmm. And if you do it before March, you'll automatically be entered in like the Gears of War uh, four beta. Yeah, which will probably be out sometime next fall. I'm assuming because the game is supposed to come out in like winter. Yeah, or holiday season next year. So. Um, that seems pretty cool. Uh, I'm assuming it's just going to be another multiplayer beta, or not another mm-hmm. one, but a multiplayer beta yeah. for the game. Um, so that's pretty cool. And the last bit of news, um, the final bit of Witcher DLC was released, yeah. which is the New Game Plus mode. Um, kind of ridiculous, because uh, I've talked about The Witcher plenty a lot on this podcast. Yeah. I've talked to you plenty a lot as well. I still haven't completed the game. <laughs> and I mean, there's like where I'm at right now. I haven't even like I'm probably like sixty percent done with the game. Yeah, and I've sunk in hundreds of hours into this already. So um, this whole thing of uh, playing the game again seems crazy right now. Yeah, I'm sure it's something like later down the line, maybe like next year, I could probably stomach to do it again. But I haven't even beat it the first time, so like I'm kind of afraid to start it now just because of how big and fucking expansive that game seems to be. Yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's kind of scary because yeah. there's going to be one DLC coming out um, in the next uh, coming months here, and then we're going to have a whole other area, like world area, added in another DLC in about six months, I believe. Yeah, so it's only going to get bigger. Um, but if you're going to play it, now would be the time to play it. Um, because they patched it so much that now so much of the stuff that people were complaining about when the game first came out mm-hmm. is now fixed. So if there's any time to play it, I would say play it now. Wait a little bit longer. You can play it then. Yeah. You know, price might go down. You might catch it on a good deal for, uh, you know, like Black Friday or something. Definitely check it out. It's it's big, but it's a fucking good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go ahead and jump right into movie cherry because we're okay. uh, let's just not that we're crunch for time or anything. But we're just short on news and like yeah. interesting stuff. So I guess like the first like there hasn't really been a whole lot really going on. Um, uh, it, like trailer wise, there's not really a lot of interesting stuff coming out in my opinion. Like right now, like the movies that I'm kind of excited to see the most right now is like I didn't think I was gonna like really. 
like this movie when I first saw the preview for it, but American Ultra has been kind of winning me over a little bit. I've seen some, yeah, some uh, trailers for that. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it seems interesting. Yeah, it seems. It seems like right. it'd be funny. Like for some reason, this is gonna be the only role I like Kristen Stewart in because she already seems like a stoner. Like in every single yeah, one sure. of her movies, like, her acting is already like equivalent to someone who's way too stoned and just staring and reciting lines. Yeah. Um, so this is very appropriate. Yeah, exactly. So you know, like I'm so. It just seems like it's pretty funny. Like, you know, weed meets Jason Bourne. You know, I, I imagine, like, if they put, yeah, like, I mean, a, they, the way they're, they're, um, they're plugging it, like, and the way someone reviewed it was Jason Bourne meets Pineapple Express. Mm-hmm. And, um, I really like Pineapple Express. That movie's fucking ridiculous and stupid. Yeah. And the Bourne movies aren't bad. I mean, they're, like they're nice they're, and actiony. Yeah. They're just like kind of fun. Turn your brain off and just watch Matt Damon kick the shit out of a bunch of people at the same time. You know, it's it, it it's not bad. And it just seems like it just it seems interesting enough. And I, I like Topher Grace from that seventy show. Um, yeah. The foreman from that seventy show enough to whereas like he's in the movie in a fairly large role I'm assuming so like it makes me kind of like okay I'm I kind of want to see like if he's going to be more than just Eric Foreman in one of this in one of these roles yeah. you know and just kind of see how well this plays out you know and yeah that, that's really about that's really about the only movie I'm kind of interested in seeing that's about to come out um, in the next uh, when is that the next week to... uh, Friday okay. remember early. Should, should come out Friday hmm. Not this Friday. Um, Not when this goes up, because this I'm probably going to put this up either tonight or tomorrow. No, it should come out tomorrow. So it should come out tomorrow. I so by the time you're listening tomorrow. to this, it should already be out. I believe so. Right. Yeah. Um, and but like so like the first thing that kind of seemed interesting to me was a retake on one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, Frankenstein. Um, if anyone's ever seen the original Frankenstein from nineteen from nineteen thirty one, uh, it's a great little horror, like old horror movie. You know, it's not it's not really that long. It's like an hour thirty minutes, hour twenty minutes. Movies and were so short. They were back short then. back then because like uh, they they were cheap to make. Surprisingly enough, they were considered cheap to make, um, and you got a big and, return out. And of it. it was so early where you could literally put anything up on the screen, and people would be like. Yes, yeah. check my money. And they would go see it. They, they would go see it, even if it wasn't Which a good is, movie. And even later on when you had like those like classic uh, horror, or not even horror, like classic monster movies. Yeah. Like some of them, like looking back on them, are really, really shitty, but it didn't fucking yeah. matter, right? Cause, yeah. Because they were just like these horror stories the, on a big screen. Yeah. The, so, um, like, especially like the, the monster flicks that came out in the 50s that are kind of just weird spinoffs of the original movies that came out in the 30s um, from Universal. Yeah, not so great, you know. Uh, but the, uh, so there's kind of like this reimagining uh, called Victor Frankenstein with uh, uh, Daniel Radcliffe as Igor, but he's not going to be like the Igor you imagine with like the one big eye and the one tiny eye with with a giant giant hump. Yeah, it's not going to be that. He's actually going to look like a human being, which is kind of unfortunate in my opinion because I would have loved to have seen Daniel Radcliffe as a stereotypical Igor. You don't want to see Harry Potter all hunched over. I want to see like Harry Potter's aborted little brother that didn't make it to full term. His aborted brother. His aborted little brother. And um, it's like, but so like, like that's so it's kind of an interesting take. And then the guy who's playing Victor Frankenstein is uh, uh, James McAvoy, um, who's you know young Professor Xavier in right. the 
uh, in the yeah, yeah. Action I, movies I think I've seen like a still of this. I, I don't think I actually watched the trailer, yeah. but but like oh. the the visuals that they're using, like it's kind of hard to determine what exactly the tone they're going for because some of it's kind of dark comedy, and then some of it's just like straight up like you know horror, like monster horror type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, um, some of it seems like it's a bit of a thriller or a mystery. So I'm really interested in just what direction they're going to take this in because before with the original Frankenstein, it was literally kind of just like a man playing God and his creation, you know, go like right, like going out of his control. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, it made for, you know, a compelling story back then. It made for a very compelling story. Me, I still enjoy the story now. I love that movie. Yeah, I feel it's, like today, though, you couldn't do that exact same story and captivate audiences. Pretty much. Not not with the way it was made back then. Yeah. But, like, um, now, like, it'd be interesting to see what they're going to do with Like this. a modern take yeah, on it. Yeah, a modern take on it. So, you know, I'm excited for it. Um, you know, I'm definitely going to go see it. I hope... I'm hoping... I'm hoping it's good. I just really want it to be good. That's the only thing I really want. Um, see, To Hell and Back is another tra- is a uh, trailer of a new stop-motion animated movie that's not directed towards kids. It's actually for adults. It's rated R, and the Red Band trailer is up on YouTube. You can probably go find it if you're not going to be redirected to an Audie Murphy war film. Yeah. But, uh, but it's definitely worth checking out. I checked it out right before we yeah. started recording, and... It's great. Yeah, I mean... It looks so good. I'm a fan of stop motion in general, because it, just the amount of work and time that mm-hmm. goes into making something like that is insane. Yeah. But... Um, Watching it as something that's not geared towards like kids, because that's all most animation is like seen as nowadays, mm-hmm. right? It's Pretty just much. Like, if it's animated, if it's uh, you know, like I remember my parents being very unsuspecting of South Park because, because it, was it was just animated. like this animated show, but like. And, you know, they would just be like, oh, the kids are just, like, watching cartoons. But, you know, it's, it's South Park. And everybody knows what South Giant Park is. Giant satellites like. come out of Cartman's ass. and Yeah, you know, but, like, my parents didn't stick around and watch it. They were just yeah. like, oh, there's cartoons on the screen. Kids are watching cartoons, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see... Uh, See something that's not geared towards kids. Though. Yeah, I know, and it's it's so refreshing to see it, and it has a really great cast. Um, it's, it's pretty much about three friends, one of which gets dragged to hell. That's Rob Riggle, um, and uh, his two friends, uh, Nick Swartzen and T.J. Miller, are like go into hell to try and get him back. And the devil is played by uh, Bob um, Bob Odenkirk, and uh, Mia Kunis is in it, um, and Danny McBride. Uh, has a role in it too, and Danny McBride seems hilarious in this. Yeah, he just is. Like, I feel like Danny McBride is just a fucking great, he's like the best. supporting actor. And even in Eastbound and Down, he's like, so good. Was, yeah, he's even so good in Eastbound and Down. Great. Like it's just, just he's 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 so funny, but he's so rarely used. It's almost criminal. Right. You know what I mean? He like he's just he's funny, but it's like a very specific type of funny. Like you couldn't put him in like a. I, I want to say like a, your your normal like summer comedy film. No, because I feel like it wouldn't work. But he's just got this very specific humor that's super great, and it just yeah. fucking works. It almost I would almost equate him not to like 
I wouldn't compare him to Will Ferrell, but he's got that same kind of appeal where you put him in something and he's going to be fucking great. He's, he is like he's like that that man child who's ju- who just he, he was like that really gross kid who kept cursing all the time and started smoking when he was twelve. That's the kind of man child that Danny McBride plays in his movies. Yeah, and I think it's fucking great. Um, so yeah, uh, Helen back, check it out. It's it should be really good. I'm super excited for. It. I remember hearing stuff about this movie from years ago. Like I think from like five years ago maybe um just trying to look for like any any animated movie that is not geared towards kids and And there's definitely good ones out there that are geared towards kids but are still good movies like paranorman was really good Coraline was good Uh, Coraline was good box trolls was good i know you haven't watched it it. um, i keep hearing great things i just i need to make time to sit down and see it but i just haven't bothered to watch it yet so there's plenty of good stop motion movies out there that are geared towards kids but are still good movies so don't let like that stop you. But yeah, it's definitely almost uh, refreshing to see yeah. something that's geared towards directly adults. It's almost as refreshing as the Deadpool movie in mind. Exactly. Opinion. You know, like a comic book movie that's that is not safe to take. You know, your five year old kid to, even and, though there's people who are going to take their yeah, five year old. Even though there's going to be plenty of people who do that, and they're going to be like, "Oh shit, this was a mistake. <laughs> this was this was a big mistake." Um, okay, so moving on. Uh, so there's been a bit of a development in the way theaters are going to be uh, proceeding security-wise. Um, so recently, there was, I guess um, there was a, uh, a, uh, an attack at a movie theater um, during a showing of Trainwreck, Amy Schumer's comedy, right, where, right. Uh, you know, unfortunately, you know... Tragically, like... Tra- tragically, we don't understand why he did it, but he... Like, but uh, a man in the audience... Um, it, thankfully, it wasn't like a packed theater or anything. Right. Um, not to hate on train not to hate wreck, not to hate on train wreck. I think it was like a late showing anyway, so usually right. not a lot of people were in the movie theater during the middle of the week and during a late showing. But um, you know, thankfully it wasn't like a packed theater or anything. Um, but you know, it could have been a whole lot worse. Like a man pulled out um, two guns and started shooting into the crowd until he killed himself. Um, and just a little while after that, over on the east coast, I believe there was a man who with like a pellet gun and like pepper spray and he like started pepper spraying the crowd and he was shot down by police so because of this uh regal cinemas the largest um theater chain in the united states if you've gone to a theater you've gone to a regal cinema yeah. like that that's yeah we have one here in our town right yeah we have one here in our town it's super gross by the way it's like it's yeah. it's old it's, it hasn't been really kept up in a long time but anyway, i can but promise you that a lot of people still most, go to most that towns across america probably have if not a local theater like a locally branded one Mm-hmm. They probably have a regal. Yeah. So exactly. Um, and uh, you know, so it's uh, what they're doing now is if you have a bag with you, they're going to start checking it. So you know this, but this is just more than you know sneaking food into the movie theater. Now this is you know an actual thing about security. Um, like the thing is, uh, it's a security thing, and I can sort of understand that. I mean, most people who do this. Um, like, if you're carrying a big-ass backpack with you, that looks sketchy as it is. But mm-hmm. there's plenty of ways to conceal a weapon without putting it in a bag. Without a bag. Right. So, so bag checks can only help so much. Mm-hmm. But then you ask yourself, like, where do you draw the line? Like, they could have, like, a metal detector, but yeah. that might be crossing the line a little too much. Right. Yeah. Like, the, you don't want to risk 
the movie theater becoming like, a dis- hassle. Despite, like, you know, all these tragedies, mm-hmm. you don't want it to become the TSA. Yeah. Because, you know? so, like, you don't want to inconvenience your customer base because people just want to go in, watch their movie, and come out. And most of the time, nothing happens. Right? Yeah. A large majority of the time, nothing happens. You can say 95% of the time you're going to go to the yeah. movie, you're going to watch your movie. I would even wager as much saying 98%, yeah. 99% I mean, because, look, of all the theaters in the entire country, like, this happens in like you know a few you know here and there like and even then not at the same time not, not all in one big time, sweep not because of one movie not in one specific area either yeah um, it's like it's like it's not like an area issue it's not a movie issue this is literally just like an individuals being fucking horrible insane. people insane you know and so but like so this is just kind of like if anyone's actually listening to this kind of want to hear a lot of other people's opinions about it because for me I don't carry a bag in there um, you know if I, if I have like a date or something I'm going to the movie and like for some reason we stop off I get a pack of cigarettes or whatever and you know I'll want to get like a couple candy bars and just say hey throw these in your bag yeah so that way you know we don't have to pay for anything and and, and let's be honest back checks have been done before at movie theaters mm-hmm. um but not those times, for weapons but mostly it's like to make food. sure you're not bringing in outside food or you're not bringing in alcohol yeah um it, but but before it was just very simple legally they couldn't dig around in your bag mm-hmm. or anything you just opened it and if that shit was covered then it's fine like they yep. can't look in your bag but it seems like this is taking it a step further, like kind of like maybe not touching your stuff, but getting like a little stick and kind of moving stuff around mm-hmm. just to make sure there's nothing in there. And then you ask yourself, um, so if they see food, do they say something about it? Is Because is, then it becomes a whole thing where it's like, obviously this is about like, you know, trying to keep a weapon from mm-hmm. going in a movie theater. But then do they take that a step further? And if they see like outside food, they're like, you need to throw that out. Um, if they see like alcohol or well, something, I'm do they sure. say something about it? Like, well, so okay, so not from my experiences, obviously, but of course, not. <laughs> like, um, but when it comes to like sneaking in food, like, even, like straight up, like, like I, I have honestly, like, it's never honestly ever happened to me because like I always get away with just bringing my food in because I'm not a fucking idiot. And, um, You're you not know. bringing in bowls of spaghetti, yeah. You know, like granted though. I think well, that, that's that's another matter though. But, um, we can talk about this. A little we, later. we can talk about this later. I can give you some great tips for smuggling pizza and fried chicken. Like it's nobody's business. It makes me think of that episode of the Boondocks where they're all sneaking <laughs> in food <laughs> to watch Soul Plane Two, or or that or that scene in um in scary movie where like she's sneaking in fried chicken and yeah. opening up with tin foil and shit. Yeah. But yeah. Um. But like I, I I've, I've snuck in food, you know, candy bars and whatever. Yeah. And candy's and, pretty obvious. I feel like Ann and I, whenever we go to a movie. Uh, Usually we give ourselves maybe an extra 15, 20 minutes before we actually supposed to be there to head to Target really quick and just mm-hmm. kind of go to their movie aisle, maybe grab like a bag, a little box of like $1 candy as opposed to spending $4 at the movie theater, theater, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's really easy to pull off. All you got to do is just, you know, like, like if, if you're a dude with like a coat or whatever, like if you're like, you know, during the winter, just shove them inside the inside pockets, you know, like your girlfriend or whatever has a even, purse. You can even get away with just sliding it in your back pocket. Yeah. You have a Shirt that you a shirt go, that can like go over you your butt tucked like you know yeah. that's fine you know and so like th- this is not really going to stop a whole hell of a lot and this is probably just going to be seen as a big inconvenience for a lot of people but the way I see it if they can stop one shooting doing this exactly that's a good thing yeah exactly and I can understand that I, I 
of course, you know, like I don't carry a bag and always carries their purse with her. Uh, most women, you know, carry some kind of bag or purse. And even some yeah. guys, you know, they carry like a backpack yeah, or like they'll have like a satchel or something. Exactly. Uh, so it's not, you know, the ballsy ones carry a man purse. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not unheard of. And like I said, it makes sense if, if you can stop one crime by doing this, yeah. That's a great and like and even then it's not really that invasive in in my opinion. It's just yeah because they're not going to be like grabbing in and you have to empty out your bag like on a table or something. Yeah, exactly. But think about like what they do whenever you go into a theme park. Mm -hmm. Um, You go to Universal Studios, you quickly open up your bag. They kind of look in it, Mm -hmm. like you know, visually just check it, and they're like, okay, you're fine, let go. Uh, Same thing with Disneyland. Not like as you enter the park, but as you're entering the park area, Mm -hmm. you got to go through a bag check. Most places have a bag check. I mean, it's it's, so like. Also, to kind of piggyback on that, um, so when I, I, I got off work and then like on a Friday, and which usually means like I'm the casual Friday, I'm in my regular pants and stuff, my regular whatevers. And um, when I was at when I'm at work, I have my my knife on right. um, on my belt because I gotta cut stuff up all the time. So next day, ended up going to Universal Studios. And I for completely forgot I had my knife on my belt because right. it's just it's just always there. Like there's like I always have it there. It's just kind of become like one of those things you never notice anymore. And <laughs> ended up walking right through the security because I didn't have a bag. They didn't even bother to look my belt over or anything. And like it, like yeah, the most handle, of the time they don't because they're just like if you're not carrying a bag, there's no reason to check. Yeah, really. So, so like you know like and like there's and like the handle to my knife and it's like a, it, it's within it's a legal limit blade right you know and it's just it, it's not i wouldn't even consider it a blade it's it's what you see people carrying around at your local grocery store at a vons or a safeway or yeah. an albertson well, no like no this this is a buck knife not like an okay it's, it's okay. not a yeah uh, i know what you're it's talking. not like a not box like cutter a, yeah um, okay. This is it's like the, the handle sticking out of, uh, you know, like out of my belt and like no, my shirt's not over or anything, but they just let me walk right through. So like there's like because they didn't bother to take a look. So like in, so in my head, like, yeah, if this can prevent something horrible from happening, go for it. But also, you know, you got to recognize the other, limits of people there. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you don't have a malicious look in your face. No. Um, you don't have this like off distant kind of like, you know, appeal to you. You're not necessarily the most friendly person. No offense. I, <laughs> no, but I'm not the most friendly looking person in the world. But also, I'm like far from like a like. I mean, like if like if I'm talking to security, like I'll just like I'll like nod and smile at them. Like, hey, yeah, how's yeah, it going? And then it, obviously, you, you the way you communicate with people is is a little like you know can be a little crass, <laughs> but. But it's not like a, in a crazy kind of person way. It's just kind of like, yeah, I'm a little bit of an asshole. Like, you yeah. know, and like, like, that's not who you need to worry about. No, right? exactly. It's, it's the guy with the, the with guy the who's not taking like anything. staring off into like a middle distance constantly. Like who's like not like, talking to anybody and like has like the fucking craziest look in his face. Yeah. You know? Like, so, but like that, but like that whole experience though, it just kind of makes me think like, like you need to kind of recognize the limits of people and maybe like a, a you know metal detector isn't that bad of a thing, but you then you mean? think have you ever been into a court, no. like a court building before? Um, so they have metal detectors. They have you know sheriffs at, at the door, um, and sometimes you just beep, and they would have to have someone manning an actual station. 
Um, you know, when you go in, you'd have to take everything out of your pockets, your wallet, your phone, throw your keys in there, whatever kind of stuff you have. If you're wearing a belt, you got to take the belt off and it becomes a whole big thing. And mm-hmm. that's, and that's a different thing, you know, cause, yeah. cause if everybody who's going through has to do that, you're going to hold up lines. There's going to, you know, you're going to have to spend a hell of a lot more money. Yeah, that's true. Movie prices are going to go up. So yeah, that was another issue they brought up too, is like if they actually had armed security on location, that would cost upwards of like a couple hundred thousand dollars for each theater to implement and right, you know, training and insurance and everything exactly. else. Exactly. And you know, you're going to have to have what, at least, even if you have one armed guard on at all times from the time movie theater opens to movie theater closes, you've got to hire two maybe even two full-time people, maybe one part-time to cover the shifts yeah. in between the two. Um, you're paying each one uh, a decent wage, probably um, like fifteen bucks an hour because essentially of what I get paid. So you're looking at about thirty, thirty-two, thirty-three thousand mm-hmm. dollars a year, um, maybe a little more. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So you split that among uh, three people, that comes out about a hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, like these movie theaters are going to have to raise movie prices yeah, to make up for it. Yeah, the ticket prices are going to go up And a people lot. are already upset with ticket prices being what they are now. They've yeah. definitely gone up, you know, in the last 10 years, they've definitely yeah. already raised. I mean, like, so you mean like 10, 10 bucks a ticket to see a movie is kind of, gets kind of crazy. 12 bucks. Yeah, you know, yeah if you go at night, usually, you know, I get off work uh, on the weekends kind of like later. So if we're going to go watch a movie, it's going to be later at night. Mm-hmm. When you go, I'm looking at about $12, $13 each ticket. Yep. So that's going to go up. Uh, concession costs are already high, but because they're so high, you could get away with raising it a little higher without anybody really noticing. Pretty much, yeah. So the cost of movies would definitely go up. Yeah. So pretty much, like, you know, I, anyone who's listening kind of want to know what your opinions of this is. If it's a good idea, bad idea, what you think would be a better idea. You want to hear my solution? What is it? Everybody gets a concealed carry permit. <laughs> if everyone has a gun, no one's going to want to fuck with each other. Right. No one's going to say a word to each other. Everyone's just going to be looking down at their shoes, walking by, and just like, hey, you say anything? I didn't say anything. No, just, just say, say hey, man. Hey, let's be cool. Be cool, man. <laughs> that's, like that, that's pretty much like all the conversations are going to be from now on. It's just, just be cool. Hey, man, be cool. Be cool. And he's like, all right, man, I'm cool. No, we're I'm cool, man. We're, we're cool. Worry about man, we cool. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? Well, I'm cool. You jealous? So we cool. I'm jealous. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, so moving on from that to more lighthearted news. Um, so uh, Disney, and I guess they also announced this at their D23 convention, I guess, um, that... We actually got, like, weird... Like, they showed... Um, some footage of Civil War there, mm-hmm. uh, not to the public, but that was shown yeah. there, and also hasn't been um, leaked. <laughs> yeah, that's actually very surprising. It's one of those well, Disney. Yeah, they, know, they, they, Disney has their shit on lockdown. I'm sure that they had plenty of people like watching the audience for any kind of signs of anybody recording anything. I'm sure uh, they kind of came out and spoke to the audience and were like, "Hey." Please don't leak this. Like you know, this is very the special. Disney, the Disney, the Gestapo, just like we're monitoring everybody. Well, that and and I think to myself, like you know, kind of what they said whenever I went to uh, the Star Wars convention, um, that they were like, you know, this isn't like final footage. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't the first like image we want everybody to see of this movie. And if you know that most people, you say that to them, the people who are there 
are there because they love the thing, and yeah. they wouldn't want that ruined for other people. I would pretty think. much so, and also the, very pretty much also just because like you know you know. Disney's not going to skimp out on security. They know what happens if things go south with... Like I said, I'm they sure have. they had fucking people lining the doors, you know, lining the walls, like, looking into the audience, mm-hmm. making sure that, like, you know, nobody exactly. was, like, recording anything. But, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I'm very surprised that didn't get out. Um, other news we got out of there, uh, not to, you know, cut off whatever what you're going to say, I'm just kind of talking about these little mm-hmm. things that came out. They showed uh, the, like, posters... For uh, Finding Dory for the uh, yeah. Incredibles 2. That, yeah, that's what I heard. Story Dory 4 and for... They showed the one for The Jungle Book. They showed one Yeah, like for, they uh, showed some footage, didn't they? Some test footage? I think so. And it, it's, like Bill Murray is playing uh, uh, Baloo and yeah. like he was seeing Bare Necessities. Yeah. Okay. And then... Um, they announced the sequel for the Alice in Wonderland movie. Yeah. Um, the one that was recently made, the uh, Johnny Depp one. Yeah. The Tim Burton movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I have plenty of like news and like little things that came out here and there. We got like some uh, some story teasers for uh, Toy Story 4. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be uh, Woody and Buzz go on a journey to find Bo Peep, Bo Peep um, who is you know, missing from the third movie, which... Also, kind of was like, wait, the one thing that kind of bugged me about that movie was what happened to Bo Peep? Why isn't she there anymore? Yeah. I just, I just assumed that she got broken and then had to be thrown away. Yeah, I, I kind of figured like, you know, Andy grows up and he's like, well, this is a girl toy, or like, you know, he's just like, oh, like give this to my sister or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, even the whole girl toy thing doesn't make any sense because technically he still has um, the girl, and I'm forgetting her name. Buzzes or not buzzes? Jesse, Jesse, yeah, Jesse. Uh, so she's still there. So like that really doesn't make any sense. I'm assuming she got lost, or maybe the sister borrowed her or something. But this is essentially the story of that. And I know it's going to be good. And, and you know, I am ready to cry all over again. Definitely. And, and I'm like, you know, I was concerned with number three, but number three was really like touching, so and, like, good, very funny, and so good. The ending like really fucking emotionally got to me. Um, like, and you, and you know what the weirdest thing is? Like, you didn't expect it to get to you that hard, but then you just, but it makes you remember like the bond you had with the toys you had as a kid. The toys you, you had know? as a kid, and you like feel bad that you didn't pass. <laughs> like, on for to instance, your like for instance, like, your Godzilla toy, which immediately got replaced by a Nintendo. Yeah, by, which, well, which, by PlayStation. Which, which, looking back on it, probably the better choice. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, I'm sure that that toy has been destroyed for years and years and years now, right? Mm-hmm. And there's no kind of like going back and looking at that. Or- <laughs> and, and you know, the, I think like that movie in my mind just like like it perpetuates hoarding because then all of a sudden you feel bad about all the toys you gave to Goodwill or just threw away, yeah. and you just go like, "What if that's how they really are?" And that's and how they it, feel. Even like the it, which one? I think it might have been in the. Uh, Second one where there was the toy that had like the bad squeaker, mm-hmm. and they saved him because he was because most he? toys, yeah, you know, most toys when they break, you just toss them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like that, like was so weird. It's just like they went and saved him, and like even though he was broken, they were like, there's still like value to this toy. We need to keep yeah. him. So like that's you know. Anyways, at the like after, after they made the third movie, they they were like, we're not going to make another one unless we like have a truly amazing story to tell. Yeah, and while a lot, of, I've heard a lot of buzz on the internet where you know, of course, a lot of people are happy about it, but a lot of people are like, ugh, another Toy Story movie. Mm-hmm. 
I'm confident that it's going to be good because yeah. they're not going to. That's out. John Lasseter's baby. Yeah, they're not. Gonna, they're not going to like you know make this a shitty fucking thing to remember. Yeah, like like this like this movie is essentially what put John Lasseter and Pixar on the map. Yeah, without this, a doubt. Th- th- this is what got Disney's attention. If if in the first if place, this would have like if Toy Story would have failed, Pixar would not be. As what it is today, it wouldn't even be yeah. right now. To be honest with you, to spend that much money on something and have it be kind of crappy or not good, um, we wouldn't have what Pixar is exactly. You know, and you know, it's just kind of, it's just kind of a crazy thing to think about too. But like a lot, a lot of things that they announced are pretty are pretty amazing. I'm really excited about a lot of those animated food movies. Um, also, but like the one I, I did bring up, I'm kind of being a little bit he- a little bit hesitant about. Um, so they're developing. So let's let's I, go back to what um, to, to the original let's, point. Let's woo, woo, like rewind for a second. <laughs> what the and hell was that? That was me rewinding. That was my whole conversation in a matter of a point second. two seconds. So okay. Um, so, <laughs> so remind me what we're okay, talking. Okay. So about. original. So the original point was um, Disney uh, also announced at D twenty three. That they have uh, like a couple new movies, um, live action movies slated for uh, you know next upcoming years. Right. Um, one of them we kind of touched on a little bit, which was uh, the live action Jungle Book movie with um, uh, Lupita Nyong'o is going to be in it, and uh, I think she's a voice. And Bill Murray is going to be right. playing uh, Baloo the bear. Uh, you know, seems pretty interesting. But um, the main one that's been kind of being touted about right now is the Jungle Cruise movie. So. They hit it big with the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. And in all honesty, I actually really like the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Oh, another bit of news for the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. They're making another one. They're making not only are they making another one, but Orlando Bloom is coming back for it. Yeah, no. And they were like kind of like that was a big announcement coming out of Big Twenty or D twenty three. Like, no, like we weren't that expecting one. that. Yeah, I wasn't too excited about that because I felt like like I kind of felt like they probably should have just kept it to the like the first movie. In my opinion, and, and like the the third movie was it the third movie or the fourth movie? Um, God damn it! Um, the, the 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 last one they made, yeah. In my opinion, wasn't horrible because they got rid of Kira Knightley and Orlando Bloom, which were kind of like the low points of the movie, in my opinion. Yeah, they had kind of had this like weird. Yeah, it, it just it, didn't it, work. It, I feel like it almost slowed the movie down as opposed to like yeah, helped it. Right? Exactly. So you know, there's there's so there's that. Um, but uh, so the Dunk Cruise movie has Dwayne Johnson attached to star. And it's supposed to be a period piece taking place in the 1920s or so. Right. So you know, it sounds interesting. I kind of like the direction they're going with. But as I said, they hit it big with uh, with. Pirates of the Caribbean, right? And they tried to re- um, to replicate that with the first Haunted Mansion movie with Eddie Murphy, but it didn't perform that um, well at the box office. Yeah, at all. It didn't do as good as they thought it would. No, and ca- and kind of like watching it again because like it was on HBO a little while ago, and I just kind of just had just out of curiosity watched it again. It's not the worst movie in the world. If anything, if you're a big fan of the ride, you're just gonna like all the references to the ride yeah, in definitely. the in the movie, and that's all you're gonna really like. Um, but here's but here's the other kicker too. They're you know, they're going to do another haunted mansion movie this time with Ryan Gosling to to start. Really? Yeah, so I'm not entirely sure how they're going to do that because Ryan Gosling's career has been been on the downturn. He's kind of like kept it low profile after uh, the Place Beyond the Pines and his directorial debut Lost River, which unfortunately I haven't seen yet, even though I heard it's fucking insane. Um, 
not like insanely good just like it looks like it was made by a schizophrenic apparently um but yeah so i'm not entirely sure how i really feel about a jungle cruise movie especially since they're kind of being hushed on the details of the plot right now you know what like i can for the most part trust disney to do right right Mm -hmm. um because like you said even even if the uh haunted mansion movie what didn't like perform all that well it wasn't necessarily a bad movie. Yeah. It wasn't like super shitty. It just, I don't feel like it hit all of the marks that it could have. No. Um, there's a there's a lot of things they can do with a Haunted Mansion movie, yeah. in my opinion. Just because, I mean, like the ride has a lot of history behind it. It was one of the original rides to be made at Disneyland, I think. Yeah. And, you know, it's been around so it's been, it's been around since the 50s you know definitely and, and of course they've like changed it since then there's mm-hmm. plenty of stuff that they've changed but yeah i mean it's, it's got plenty of history um you know you can do a little more fan service you can always do a little more fan service yeah um yeah you know it could have been done a little better but it wasn't bad yeah so but like and the, and the reason why i'm being kind of reserved about this is because Tomorrowland also didn't perform That's true. as I, well as they wanted it to. I weirdly don't think of that as a Disney movie. But yeah. it, it, obviously it is. is it, I, think, I think it's because it's such a different vibe yeah. than what Disney usually does. And, like, you know what the weirdest thing is? Like, because like, I, I haven't seen it, but, like, Tomorrowland, in my opinion, just looked really cool. Yeah, just because, yeah. I mean, like, the whole, like, inventor aspect, the way the inventions looked and everything actually looked really interesting and looked like, you know, like an actual kid genius, like something like that would make, yeah. unlike the Fantastic Four movie, you know. Full circle. Full yes. circle. It's like, it just seemed, like, in my head, it just seemed like, yeah, that seems like something, like, a kid with actual smarts and actual, you know, building ability would, do. would probably right. do, you know, and, like, a, a kid who's a genius being recognized for his genius and stuff like that so game recognized game yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> just like keep it street yo wiggity wackity yeah <laughs> um no not wiggity wackity you do is that, that, is your, that 90s you do that in your is that bedroom two, is that two 90s <laughs> you do that in your bedroom by yourself all right <laughs> um none of that so yeah um so so disney do like still kind of plugging away with these live action movies yeah so they're very hit and miss so yeah. yeah i can definitely see where the reservation comes from yeah but it's supposed to have the rock in it right yeah so the he's, rock he's not the rock anymore he's dwayne johnson he's the, he's dwayne the rock johnson he's he's more he's a more legitimate actor now than yeah he's a wrestler. And, and he is definitely like he's definitely like he's got that star power mm-hmm. people go watch it just because the rock's in it right? yeah so um and especially with um I've heard Ballers is supposed to be really good. Yeah, Ballers. Like I, I caught like an episode of Ballers, and like I didn't think I was gonna like it at all. But like just watching it, I was going like, okay, this is actually not that bad of a series. Yeah. And it's kind of weird how well like Dwayne Johnson and Rob Corddry have a good dynamic between yeah. each other as co as coworkers in the in the um, in the series. And like you wouldn't think that would happen, but they're actually really good. We yeah. really good so, acting together. So yeah, I feel like uh, even if. Um, even if it's not all that great, I feel like he's got the star power to make it okay. He's relevant enough now, more so than um, uh, Eddie Murphy was when The Haunted Mansion came out, in my yeah. opinion. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like he's got you know the the star power to make it at the very least somewhat marginally successful. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, when did they say when that's supposed to be coming out? Um. 
I believe, either late 2016 or early 2017. Yeah, that makes sense. A couple of years from now. Yeah. So, um, um, so this last bit of news, um, I guess, was just added earlier today um, by you. Yeah, I added it last night. Um, I was up late uh, taking care of uh, things here and there that I need to do before uh, we start recording today. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, so J.J. Abrams had uh, they'd come out and said a couple weeks ago that he was not going to record or he was not going to direct. I was going to say record. That that's, that would have been weird to say. Uh, he's not going to direct episode nine of the Star Wars movies. Yeah. Um, and at D twenty three, they announced who is going to direct the ninth. Uh, uh, episode of the Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you might have to help me out with the name here. Uh, uh, Colin, Colin Trevorrow. Um, which, if you watch the biggest movie of the summer, you know the name. Yeah. Or you should know the name because he directed that movie with fucking dinosaurs killing dinosaurs. Right? <laughs> yeah. um, you might be able to help me a little more with uh, other things that he's directed in the past. Um, Let's but take a look. Um, just thinking about uh, how... Uh, the last movie in this series is going to be like a big climactic, like lots of battles happening, you know, lots of action, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Because usually that's how it is, right? Um, in any trilogy, your first movie sets everything up. Your uh, second movie tends to be a little slower. And then your last movie wraps it up and is very action packed. Yeah. You look at the Dark Knight series, you look at uh, the even the original. Uh, Seek or the original trilogy of Star Wars movies, and you know the prequels of movies. The third one's very action packed. Um, yeah. Most in that third movie, you see a lot of action. Yeah. So to see someone who just came off uh, Jurassic World, which is this giant action packed, like I've said, it's, it's made podcast, so much money. Yeah. Um, it it is a dinosaur movie that I've always wanted. It's yeah. a Jurassic Park movie I wanted as a kid. Not that I didn't like the story-driven Jurassic mm-hmm. Park, but it was that action that I loved yeah. in Jurassic Park. So like, it makes it, sense to have him direct something that more than likely is going to be very action-packed. Exactly. So Colin Trevorrow has done a few things beforehand. Um, something called Home Base, which is a short film, I believe. Um, yeah, short uh, short film. Uh, a full-length uh, movie called Reality Show. Um just about you know i'm assuming just imagining it's exactly what the title entails um and his uh biggest movie before jurassic world was a was a a small fairly well reviewed uh indie comedy uh called uh safety not guaranteed um with that's the one that uh what's his face did bob goldway right um like uh no, no, no! I'm thinking of uh, some other no, film. But um, this one has uh, Aubrey Plaza, um, Mark Duplass, and uh, Jake Johnson. Um, Jake Johnson, who is also in uh, Jurassic World as the yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. had the Jurassic Park shirt on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, um, he. Uh, He's like, um, that was like his biggest movie that he's did beforehand, and he kind of got a lot of praise from that movie too. So in my head, it kind of makes sense that they would kind of go with him a little bit. I think Spielberg is pretty good at picking out people who can, you know, probably rise up to the, uh, to the task. You know. Yeah, definitely. And it's, uh, you know, you see, you see, like I said, just coming off the success of. Jurassic World, I don't think they could have picked a better person. Yeah. Um, and it, so, that makes me excited. It's going to make for a very different feel for that last movie. Mm-hmm. But 
I mean, obviously, we don't know what the story is for the Jurassic, no. or not for, for Jurassic World, for the Star Wars 9. movies. Um, when we get to that second Star Wars movie, we're really going to kind of know what's going to happen in that last one. Yeah. And I think then we can really start kind of analyzing what he's going to do to make it great. But just looking at it now, I have I have a lot more faith in him than I would, like, Trank, than Josh Trank. At well, I mean, moment. he wasn't going to direct, like, a main... Uh, well, he was Star still going to direct a Star Wars movie. But, yeah, though. no, I, I without a doubt have... Uh, if... I, we haven't seen the Star Wars movies yet, but if the Abrams movies are amazing, mm-hmm. he's a person I could trust with, after watching those amazing movies, uh, having him do that final movie. Yeah, right? I could exactly. trust him with that. So. You know, and I think that with J.J. Um, Abrams, just kind of really, uh, the, the kind of person he is, he's able to recognize when... You know, he needs to move a step away from something. And, and I'm happy that he, if he sees himself getting fatigued, fatigued with this one, and he does the next one, you know, it's still good. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want him to go into that last movie just kind of very tired of the whole thing, yeah. not feeling as dedicated as he is for this one. I mean, like, I'm pretty you sure... you can see the love, like, just in, you know, what we've yeah. seen so far of him in relation to these movies. Yeah, exactly. He's got a real love for it. But you can easily become fatigued of, you know, being around the things you love a lot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know so. Um, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure he still has a big involvement with everything, you know. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe he'll be on like, 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 as a producer, but like probably like more of a hands-on producer than just, you know, a name producer or whatever. And he, uh, and like, I, I think like with this, because he's kind of just like, Disney put him in charge of like the entire Star Wars Universe, right? Uh, like um, in and of itself, and I think that he like that was like such a smart move because I think he's just such a smart guy and to the point of which where he's able to just kind of just recognize what needs to be done and how to do it well. And the fact is, is that he's able to like the fact that he wants to make this like a big franchise, uh, you know, kind of like how a lot of things are now, yeah, um, to compete with superhero movies in in a way. Uh, that he recognizes that you know he can't just do everything, so like he's looking for new talent to kind of come in and actually take care of a lot of things for right. him. And I think he's, I also think he's really good at pick at picking out talent as well. Right. So yeah, no, I, I definitely um, this definitely doesn't come from any kind of place of like feeling worried about it or anything. Nothing. But um, yeah, I. So excited for Star Wars. Star Wars is going to break the box office. Yeah, Star Wars. I can even if it's bad. I will. Okay, <laughs> let, let's let's make this interesting. Um, I will bet you some in and out right now. Okay, that Star Wars overtakes Avatar for the highest grossing film. Yeah, I think it's going to become the um, the world's highest grossing film. Uh, probably within two and a half weeks, three weeks. I can see that. I, I definitely wouldn't. I, like it would be conservative to say a month. Um, I would. I would. I could. I could take it for a month. Like that would yeah. be. Like you think about how much Jurassic World made in just a couple weeks. Like, exactly. Without a doubt, Star Wars is going to blow like, that so, out of the water. So, so your bet is that if it doesn't become the most, like the if it doesn't beat Avatar um, in a month, in a month, I will buy some in and out. I want. I'm just telling you right now what my order is going to be. I want 
two six by sixes. No. You're not. No, don't, <laughs> no, 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 no. You're not going to get carried away here. Okay, fine. I want one six by six, and I want some animal style fries. Mm. All right. That's what I That's want. That's fine. <laughs> On the other hand, if it does. If it, I just want to be a pig and just like eat away your entire paycheck. It, so, so if it doesn't do that, uh, if it doesn't beat out Avatar's number one, uh, yeah, I will fucking buy you some. Okay. In and out. Uh, on the other hand, if it does, which it will, <laughs> it, it, even like if well. I have to go to the movie theaters and spend all of my checks on, <laughs> on helping it like, I don't know who this one guy is, but this motherfucker over here. It's like Avatar has now, or Star Wars has now beat Avatar by uh, some measly kid's paycheck. <laughs> all right, <laughs> like, that, that's fine. It's like, it's, it beat Avatar by uh, $13. On the, on, <laughs> on the 31st day, though. <laughs> <No>! <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's pretty much all our news. Um, that, that's pretty much about it. And Let's go ahead and wrap it up. Um, we're about an hour 30 now, so that should be fine. Um, we should be back next week. Um, for whatever reason we're not, uh, don't worry, or we're going to try, I'm going to be very honest with our audience right now. Uh, we're going to try a little something different. We're going to kind of record a, uh, I want to call it like a bonus episode, but it's kind of like an episode to keep in reserve in case. Essentially like if, if we can't, like what we're going to do is we're going to start recording probably more episodes in a row, right? Um, At least two episodes in a row. That way we have one in the chamber in case something comes up and we can't uh, meet up again because my schedule is about to change, unfortunately. My schedule um, is always changing. So, yeah, yeah it, it makes a little sense to do this. Um, I'm still going to try and bring you the news. As far as uh, we're still going to have discussions, mm-hmm. um, uh, what I'm going to do is if a week we can't make it, uh, I'm just going to record myself the news of what's going on, kind of talk yeah. about it a little bit. And then kind of edit that into, you know, one of our bonus episodes. Exactly. And, you know, if we go a little while and we've got a couple in reserve, uh, I definitely wouldn't mind putting out these episodes out, you know, not as like your weekly installments, but just something, something yeah. different. Right. So um, just, and also, uh, like mostly cause like right now I'm going to have to get, uh, employed again, become another productive member of society. Once again, after being a degenerate, after being like, a degenerate for not even a year, it's kind of like, everything's going to fall apart. But, um, essentially, uh, it's like, so with my income coming in now, I should be able to also kind of contribute uh, money-wise, which means things should start running hopefully a little bit smoother than, um, you know, uh, maintaining website, uh, hopefully getting us a second mic that way. The sound isn't second so... Second mic... Uh, Magoo? Yeah, I mean... Um, yeah, that maybe... Uh, I'm trying to, like, save up a little bit so we can have some kind of, like, ad revenue as mm-hmm. well. Um Really, you know, kind of just stuff that's going to make this yeah. a better podcast for you. And then, like, maybe, like, even, like, uh, be able to, because, like, with the way I'm figuring it uh, and the amount of money I have been making at the job I'm going back to, um, probably if we save up enough, if I have enough in reserve, probably be able to pull off maybe renting a studio space for, like, an hour or so at a time if yeah, we can that find would, such space yeah definitely uh, I would be more inclined to um, saving up a little more and maybe getting like a little mixer mm-hmm. uh, you know having two different you know uh, auxiliary mics just regular mics yep. and um, having a little mixer would be a little better than what we're doing now right now we're just recording on like a simple USB microphone yeah um, nice mic I love the mic but you know 
Um, it would be so much better if we each had one, right? And, and we, we can kind of work with our levels. Both have our you know headphones, headphones on. We can hear each other talking and everything. Um, so yeah, you know that's uh, plans for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna try something a little different. Uh, I do want to put this episode up because I am excited yeah. for what we're about to do. Um, oh yeah, and also um, not promising anything, but uh, our friend. Chop should be free for Who, more episodes. Yeah, and if you listen to episode two or episode three, episode four, one of, <laughs> one of our prequel episodes, um, if you listen to one of those, he was a guest on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a really great friend of ours. Hopefully, um, I really doubt he listens to this podcast. I really doubt it. <laughs> if uh, Hopefully, he'll be uh, on sooner or later. He's uh, he's had responsibilities to do. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, hopefully we can get them on more regularly. That'd be great. Um, but yeah, for for now uh, we will we're gonna get out of here. Uh, we're actually gonna record another episode. Uh, and I do want to put this episode up. If we go and re- I always want to have one in reserve, one or two in reserve. Yeah. So if we get to where we have like three of them, I'm gonna drop that. For, you know, the earliest one we did. Yeah. So that's kind of the plan for now. Uh, which means more con for you guys, which is good for us because you know we're we're more generating more content, which exactly. is something that we've discussed before. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So for now, we're gonna get out of here. Uh, but we, sh- I'm free next week. Uh, I don't know if you will be. I should be free um, on the weekend. Should be. But yeah. So so we should be back next week. Uh, but until then, uh, you know, find us on your favorite. Social media yes. things, whatever. Uh, listening site. Go uh, to Stitcher. Go to the website. Stitcher website. Uh, I'm trying to get us on SoundCloud, uh, Spotify as well. Mm-hmm. Um, try Spotify is doing podcasts. Pre- right yeah, pretty. I'm trying to get us out there as much as we can. Yeah. So uh, keep it locked. Uh, and thanks for listening. Uh, we should be back next week. So we'll see you guys later.